All right, fellow fact checkers. Now, before we start the show, I want to remind you to head over and check out our great sponsor, Fox and Son Coffee. Uh, they've got an amazing deal with all kinds of blends going on. So head over there and check it out. You can get the Mexican honey prep, the Brazilian honey prep, the Guatemalan, the Ethiopian. They'll be adding new roasts regularly. So be sure to check in and see what new flavors Steve has got over at Fox and Son Coffee. They've also got all of your usual favorites. The Den Blend Dark, the Den Blend Light, and the one that we personally like around the house since... Uh, we can't seem to agree on which of the light or the dark is better for both me and the wife. The Den Blend Tube Electric Boogaloo, which is the medium roast. So be sure to use the checkout code FCT for fact check this at checkout, and that'll get you an 18% discount on any order of $25 or more. Also, any order of $37.99 or more gets you free shipping. Load up on all the greatest coffee on the market, and you can thank me later. Well, let's start the show. Check this podcast, and I am back for another live stream, this time with my good buddy, Jim. Jim, how have you been? Busy. It's been, a while, it's been a while since you've been on a regular episode of this show. I think you've been on for a couple of the uh, the drunk streams or the like <laughs> the, uh, the, the Friday night shit shows that, that I've done, but I don't think we've had you. I don't think you've been on with me for just like a regular talking about normal shit kind of episode in a while. Yeah, no, it's been a long time. I don't even remember the last one I was on, probably well over a year ago, rightfully so. And depending on how this goes, it'll probably be another year. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you not. for having me. <laughs> Maybe not. I feel like this is a good topic. And um, it's, so it's one that I've kind of been talking quite a bit about over the last several months. Did the Manly Men series talking about uh, Manly Men in the Workplace, being good fathers men in the military like looking at kind of societally how uh how men have sort of lost their way and how we can find our way back mm -hmm. so the the topic of tonight's show is the men's rights movement now i didn't know this was actually a thing but i guess it i don't know is it actually a thing or is it just sort of like a thing on twitter um well i think it's a thing but like most things that are cringe, it's a super, super small group of very, very loud people getting far too much attention for saying not the most intellectually curious things. And so, yeah, you have like the, M, uh, the men's rights activist groups, uh, MGTOW, 
And I, uh, there's another one. Oh, the uh, Manosphere. I think those are three different names for the same thing. It represents the same thing, but giving it multiple different names makes it sound like it's bigger and more robust and has more participants in it than I think are actually in it. The interesting thing about the whole thing or things or whatever you want to call it is they're pretty legit. Like they have a they have a good argument to make. It's um, some of the messaging and the way they go about making the argument might not be the, the best all the time, but I'm not always uh, a big proponent of the best type of messaging as much as like uh, fuck your enemies and, and make them hate you kind of messaging. So I don't always disagree with it, but there are some things that are definitely really cringy about the way that some of the the men's rights movement goes about doing things, which kind of brings us around to tonight's, the, uh, the primary topic of tonight's stream. I think I'm the only person uh, that invites guests on and then gives them homework. Like I, I give you a reading. Uh, I'm like, Hey, you want to come on and talk about this? You have to actually read it. Like here you get, you get a reading assignment before you come on, before you're allowed to come on the show. But, uh, <laughs> yep. And I took on the feminine energy and I obeyed, my orders of the alpha male in this situation, that being you, Justin. And uh, and like a good housewife, I did what I was fucking told. <laughs> yes. And I appreciate that because it makes for uh, it'll make for better conversation. So the thing that we're talking about tonight is why everyone hates the men's rights movement. And also that uh, I don't know if you made it all the way to the end part where they give their like prescription for the problem and how to shift attitudes about men's justified complaints. I don't necessarily agree with how to shift the attitudes, but it, they do bring up some valid points. So I will concede at least that much. I did think it was interesting. Like you can tell in the way that this article is written, it's not a, it's not like me or you, type of no. writing like it's um it has it's a, written it has, by a woman it's written yeah. by a woman <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it has a certain tilt to it but yes it's written by a woman obviously and she does at least acknowledge that the the men's rights movement has some justified complaints that there is some validity to the things that that they're saying with the way uh culture and society have kind of shifted and certainly in most, if not all cases, shifted unfairly. Uh, so let's kind of, we'll scroll a little bit and kind of look at some of the, just the basic, uh, why does everyone hate the men's rights movement? You well, think first, first you can tell that it was written by a woman because there's no name given to the article. If it was a man, he would say, yeah, I wrote this. So what? Uh, it's a woman who doesn't want any pushback and any of these ideas it's just i want to say it which is actually probably preferred just put it out there because you know if you put your name on it you're going to doing things like this is just directly going to make the people that you are complaining against fire upon you because that's the way our society is and to me that that mentality is uh is not masculine and it is not beneficial uh, I, I, I wish that we lived in such a non-retarded world where somebody could say, this is what I think about this. 
and put it out there and not have to immediately go into hiding for two weeks. Like, I would rather just talk about it like we are. I have no desire to find out who wrote this so I can say, you're a big, dumb, you know. That has, more often than not, whenever I see stuff, I just want to talk to the person, like, um, remember I had, remember I had the stream, uh, maybe it's been probably a couple years ago now with the Ivy chick that I, that had, um, like she had started some shit with Liberty Kitty on Twitter following, a like a stream that was deemed to be super, I think, actually, I think you and I were both in on that stream at the, at the onset of it when it was first going, it was why do black people exist? And it yes. was a fucking joke. Like yeah. we we were there when it was thirty people. Like before it became three thousand people, and it went absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. So we like, I was defending the stream, and she got shitty with me, <clears throat> and then commented on my my pin tweet. And I was like, <laughs> I will absolutely talk to you about this. We like, I am serious when I say I will talk to anybody about anything. I can be objective and, uh, or, you know, I can, I can put emotion aside and just talk about it. Like factually, what do you think? And here's what I think. And we had an amazing conversation. It was great. And Mm -hmm. we found out that, uh, she actually like is not a psychopath leftist or anything like that. It was just a misunderstanding of the situation. And more often than not, like that's, I just want you to fucking talk to me like a human being and <laughs> like you're saying like the reason they write these articles and and do them in the way that they do them is because they don't want somebody to talk to them they don't want to catch any flack for it they just want to put it out there and then move on with life and let you be pissed off like that's not we can talk about that in the solution part of this towards the end but you know that's that's where we are is people don't want to actually engage with other people and have intelligent conversations I would respect it more knowing that you're going to get the backlash, which like I said, I I'm not a fan of where it's just online, you know, Oh, I read something typed out. Let me type something back. Oh, you're going to, and just the type back and forth is uh, worthless use of time. And so I wish that whoever writes an article like this goes, yeah, I wrote it. And if you got a problem with it, hit me up, like hit me up so that we can do one of these. Instead of just writing something that you know is going to piss off these radical activists, um, and and then like just hiding from it all, it's like no. Well, that's kind of that's kind of one of those things that I, I try to do is like put that disclaimer on everything that I do. Like if I got something wrong, if you disagree, like let me know. Uh, you know, fact check me on my fact checking. It's entirely possible that I missed something or I had a bad source or whatever. Like. You know, let's let's have conversations. Let's. Uh... I I guess while I'm saying all this, I should probably put my. Uh, you can, if oh. you hear anything that I say, and yes. you think that it's uh, worthy of your ire, uh, hit me up. Uh, there it is. You can find me on Twitter. I don't do much there, but I, I will field complaints. <laughs> Fielding complaints feels like what I do a lot of. Hey, you can also tell this was written by a woman because all of the pictures of dudes that they have are they're like these weird unimpressive looking dudes well it says straight up that she just pulled him off shutterstock like the the photo credits are showed a shutterstock so this is uh someone who is slightly more impressive than myself (laughs) because i probably wouldn't even had pictures it's either all pictures no words or nothing but words (laughs) 
Because so I'm a the, simple person. The top complaint against the men's rights movement is that it's only brought up against feminism. Women cringe when men's rights movements, uh, men's rights activists enter their spaces, and for good reason. A woman will bring up a serious issue like domestic violence against women, and the MRA will swoop in to hijack the conversation, whining that men are also abuse victims. No one denies that men are also abuse victims, but why do you only bring it up when women talk about their experiences? Well, that's a bias on the author's part, because Mm -hmm. we don't. Like men talk, we talk about this stuff regularly, but you only listen when we're, when we bring it up in your space because outside of your own space, you don't give a flying fuck about men. Yeah, it's because you've grown up as daddy's little princess, where everything has to cater to your feelings, emotions, and anything that you're interested in is the center of the world for a lot of people, not for everybody. That. When you are talking about yourself and somebody else goes, oh, yeah, that actually is something that uh, I've experienced as well. And then immediately it's like, why are you making this about yourself? And it's like, whoa, I thought I was just trying to uh, share something in common. But there is one good point made in that first paragraph. And uh, I think the header for that first point is like, it's cringe. And I'm like, yes, we can agree on that. And then, you know, what MRA stands for is men's rights activists. I'm totally with you. All activists are cringe. So point, point, point. It, it's, we're good there. And then everything else she wrote after that is just gobbledygook. Many women feel the answer lies in the fact that men don't want to do the work of preventing male abuse. Well, what are we supposed to do to prevent male abuse? Exactly. Like the, the the things that men could do to prevent to prevent male abuse would probably border on being considered female abuse. <laughs> well, you would just have to increase your masculinity and masculinity is defined in very different ways for different people, but it's the ability to take care of yourself, I think is the root definition of masculinity as far as I see it. And that can go from being financially sound being morally sound, being economic or financially, I already mentioned that being physically sound, being able to, uh, you know, being healthy, being able to then defend yourself. So increasing your masculinity increases in all those things. So typically, if masculinity isn't this toxic, uh, you know, thing that just exists out there in society, and it's looked at as a net positive to society, a, a crew, uh, a crucial key function of society, just like actual femininity is just, it's the yin and yang of it. Then that's how you combat, uh, male victims to other male abuse is you got to up your game and you're not going to win every time you might get, you might catch an ass whooping. Well, and like the thing that it talks about here in the next in the next paragraph is how uh, the men will lament the lack of resources for men who are abused, and that the the women are the reason that women have all of these like battered women's shelters and all of these other things like the the resources for for supporting women who are abused. Like, okay, we're trying. Like, 
men have, you know, you kind of have these, these groups, these guys who get together and are um, trying to build community, trying to build strong, strong male relationships and stuff like that. And then you call them all toxic, toxic mass tox, or you call all of that toxic masculinity and tell them they're not allowed to do that. And like anytime that we do anything that could be considered as like self-help and things that would be positive and beneficial to us as, as the males of our species, well, that's toxic masculinity. That's alt-right QAnon bullshit. And like that's, we are, we are castigated for doing it. We're not allowed to do the things that, would actually be beneficial to us because all of that is terrible and horrible. And it's the, uh, it's just a propagation of the patriarchy. It's us trying to hold them down. Like, do you, do you want us to do the things that we need to do to build strong male relationships and to prevent other men from being uh, abuse victims? Or do you want to call everything we do, misogynistic and say that we're all a bunch of toxic mass toxic toxically masculine whatever uh like potential rapists and serial killers and <laughs> like downgrade us yeah. to the lowest rungs of society but that's well it it is humorous to me the way that uh she stated that point is that like men anytime uh women bring up uh uh a slight or a problem men immediately turn around and make it about themselves. It's like, well, I think that's more of a feminine trait. Not saying men don't do that, but it typically lies on one side of the gender aisle more than the other. And then, okay. So that, that complaint, let me, yeah, sorry. That Mm -hmm. complaint that men turned it into being about themselves, men teach and learn through experience. Like, so whenever something comes up, it's not, we're not making it about ourselves. We're trying to relate. We're trying to show examples and, and learn and grow and teach all at the same time. Like it's not a, it's not a turning it back and making it about me. It's trying to, we, we are fixers. And uh, like we've, I think we've talked about before, like when women have these problems, they don't want somebody to bring them solutions. They just want to have problems and they want to talk about their problems we don't operate that way. We hear it. We now bring our personal experience into it so that you have solutions. Like this is the way you go about this. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I believe, uh, let me quote the scholarly vanilla ice when he so eloquently said, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. That's all we fucking want to do. You bring a problem to me. My inherent biological response is let's fix this. Let's solve this. This sounds like uh, an objective that needs to be accomplished at this point where women just no, I just wanted to be heard. And it's like, okay, well, there's no value in that for me. Like that doesn't work on my value system for something to just be heard. It's like and we'll end up talking about it in, in this article further where it's this whole idea of like just spreading awareness. You know, I just I just want my message to be heard. It's like cool but what do we do with it and what do we there's the action like you're not even having a plan you're having a complaint and then you don't even want there to be a plan nor any action you just want to complain that biologically that that goes inside my head and just makes me want to like find an island and live alone 
I can't understand that mindset of there are things I don't like that are going on and I don't want anything to be done about it. I just want you to know that I'm upset about it. It's like, well, I fucking hate it when people are upset. I would rather prefer people be happy and flourish, but that takes planning and action. And if you don't want the planning or the action, then you're wasting my fucking time from making plans and having action on other things that would also uh, bring me joy. Well, now, Jim, all of this sounds incredibly misogynistic, if we're being honest. Like that's that's the way a misogynist thinks. It says you have to have plans and, and you have to have action and you have to do stuff that it's not enough to just be heard, uh, which is another problem that everybody <laughs> has with the the men's right movement is that the leaders are clearly misogynistic. Now, this one threw me for a loop. They elevate misogynistic voices like Ben Shapiro <laughs> and Andrew yeah. Tate. Now, I, I'm I'm at least partially with you on the Andrew Tate thing. Yeah. I, I think you Tate hit me has, in the second half. <laughs> yeah, Tate has a Tate has a good message for young men, but at the same time, it is definitely misogynistic, and I think there is a a large extent to which it's uh, it's played up for the it's played up for the audience quite a bit and stuff like that. But Ben Shapiro. Really? Uh, like, I mean, I know that they're fake, the, the but guy, this, the, is the, this is the, the dude guy. that fawns over his sister, like, you know, and talks about how beautiful she is. I don't, the, those are those are fake tweets, but they're still fucking funny. And but he is like um, he talks about his wife regularly with like great reverence. He I mean, um, his his female clone. What's her name? Brett Cooper. Like she mm -hmm. she has a very prominent role with the Daily Wire and with all of their like programming and stuff like I I can't. I just can't put Ben Shapiro in with the misogynist. No, no. The the man who thinks the only thing dry, drier than a Nabisco saltine cracker factory is what's downstairs in his wife's pants. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see that as being the tip of the spear of misogyny. I just see him as being completely inept at a lot of things. Um, <laughs> yeah. The fact when that I he has children. <laughs> Oh my god! When I read that, I I I laughed because I was like, "You, if you're gonna have those two names, flip them, so that at least you leave me with like the funny ending." Like I can't, I can't take you seriously when I see Ben Shapiro first, and then Andrew Tate is like, uh, I mean, I can understand the argument against Andrew Tate. It's kind of like his shtick. It's what he is grifting at the moment. Um, but Ben Shapiro. Maybe I stopped listening to him six years ago and missed all the good stuff. <laughs> Maybe he's had a change of heart since last time I heard him in 2017 or whenever. One of my one of my parenting wins is uh, my my daughter watches a lot of Brett Cooper stuff, and my son also uh, and subscribes to some Daily Wire stuff as well. And my son also watches and subscribes to some Daily Wire stuff. So uh, I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing okay on the parenting front if I've got my kids listening to a bunch of right-wing propaganda like that. Um, mm -hmm. But because of that, I do hear some of it. I, yeah, I, I haven't picked up on any any of that, uh, the misogyny coming out of any of that type of stuff. The, the really funny thing about this, um, so it, it talks about in the next paragraph, there are millions of men out there who embrace positive masculinity and showcase how men and women can work together for equality or Sorry for equity. They they mm -hmm. have fi they finally we finally abandoned equality because they figured yeah. out what equality actually means and that's not what they really want. No. Um, but but the men's rights activists ignore them and instead celebrate the ones who want to push women back into oppression. 
Well, I don't think that's necessarily right. I don't, I don't think that the, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm not, um, as a married man, I'm not very active in any MGTOW or <laughs> otherwise types of circles, but I don't think that the, like the men's rights type stuff is trying to push women back into oppression. It's just trying to re-level the playing field. Like, Yeah, I mean, I can see what their goal is or what their goals are. And that is, again, because they're activists, they're inherently cringe and fake and gay. But their first objective is to get the word out that these hoes ain't loyal. And it's like, okay, cool, um, understood, but you're still doing it wrong. I, I think where they're missing up and where they aren't the models of masculinity that should be listened to, followed, or anything other than viewed as entertainment is they're doing what should and was always done in private with men's groups like the elk clubs and shit like that where guys get together and they bitch about women just like women used to get together and have you know, Tupperware parties or whatever back in the day where they would, you know, have like mommy's little Tupperware. helper and yeah, and have uh, have their, you know, Pinot Grigio or whatever the shit that they drink. And they would sit around and gossip and girl talk and shit on men. And that's where that lived. And you got it out of your fucking system where you didn't broadcast it to the world. You got drunk with your boys. You talk shit about, you know, uh, my old ball and chain's doing this fucking dumbass shit. And while your ball and chain is over talking with Becky and Nancy and all the other gaggling hens down the road, and they're all going, oh, my God, John's such a fucking. Would you believe that he didn't ask? He didn't even notice I got a haircut. And they get it all out of their system privately. And then when they come home, they're like, oh, my God, I had the best day. And then they get to doing what couples do and where MGTOW fucked up is like the majority of society now is they're terminally online where you only see the worst examples of exactly what you want to see. And then that becomes that your narrow focus now becomes the projector. That is the world. You project it out even further beyond any levels of, you know, normal, rational, you know, uh, intellectual people would do and then you start building an ideology around it and because you're already online you just start putting your own bullshit online you start quote like everybody starts quoting the same stats uh that are decades old and then now you have a movement of fucking idiots where you could be making some good points that get overlooked in the meta conversation you focus in on the one thing that you know is going to get attention because it's so taboo to say publicly that now you've skewed the system into a level of retardation that I don't know if we're going to be able to recover from. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> how do we recover from what has been done by MGTOW and some of the others that the, the chronically online, I mean, I guess it's kind of, it kind of goes back to like my political solutions on things is you, you just have to start local. Like you have to start with your, with your church group or, you know, your, uh, fuck your local bar or whatever, like, and, and, you know, like 
the group chats that we're in together and some of that kind of stuff. Like that's good stuff too. That's like, that's some of the chronically online ways that you can connect without it being in a negative space without, without it being able to have the, the, the pushback of the conversations that are being had in like this article, um, Mm -hmm. forming strong male bonds and, talking and doing the things that men do uh i see like you were talking about um like you'd have the you'd have your local or you'd have your like weekly card game or you know they had you know bowling leagues and and Mm -hmm. the softball leagues and stuff like that but the problem with all of those things is over time um and we talked about this on the the manly men in the military episode with with don and and duke and and rimzo was like some of these things that guys that the guys do together, the women have started to infiltrate their way into it and mm-hmm. like demand that they be included, that they be brought to guys night out and that they be included in the weekly poker game and that they get to be a part of the bowling league. And now you got co-ed softball. Like they've taken all the things that men do together and inserted themselves into it. And, and then they'll like try to make you feel bad if you don't include them. And, because we have become a very pussified society where you don't want people to feel bad. Now all of the, these like soft men are like, well, okay, honey. And now you've lost your space. Now you've lost the thing that gives you those strong male connections. And not only did you lose it because you brought your wife, but now everybody else in the group lost it too, because there's a woman here mm-hmm. and now their wives are going to hear that she was allowed to come. So now they're going to want to be there. And like the whole thing, the whole thing falls apart. Like men need things that men do. That's something that I really appreciate about my wife is, um, which I guess it it makes a lot of sense considering we have two separate houses and like I refer to this as my house and that's her house. Um, We do a really good job of separating stuff. Like I have my things and she has her things and we have our things. And like we have our own jobs and we have our own stuff. Like we don't feel a chronic need to be together all the time. We're not like stupidly codependent. And that's something that used to be a norm in households that has, uh, I I talked about it in a, uh, a daily episode earlier this week where it was looking at a study that showed like men fall into three different categories of uh, in like in relationships. You have the, the neo-traditionalist and then you have the egalitarian and then you have like the progressive. And so the neo-traditionalist is exactly what you expect. It's like, it's like me and my wife. Like I have clearly defined roles as the husband. She has clearly defined roles as the, as the wife, the things that we do like more or less, we kind of have a a good split um, of traditional type of household, the way we do stuff. And then the progressive obviously is like trying to just be all about equity and inclusion for the woman on everything. And then you have the egalitarian, which unfortunately makes up the majority of the poll group that they did. Mm -hmm. And the egalitarian is like this, I mean, it's this soft cucked, like trying to have, you know, have your cake and eat it too, like best of both worlds. Like 
everything is balanced and we find a way to make it all work in a, in a equal share type of a way. And like that kind of dumb shit. That is the majority of males in relationships is they don't want, they don't want the clearly defined roles. They don't want their wife to be mad at them because they need that. Like I'm getting out of this house and fixing up a shop because I now have two kids in this house and I've kind of lost my space Mm -hmm. and I need my space. Like the whole reason that I have this is because I do things like this and I need a space for my things. Mm -hmm. And I lost that. And I, I was, I don't know if anybody else around the house picked up on it, but I could feel it in myself. Like I went through about a week and a half where I was really fucking pissed off all the time because I felt like I had lost my space. Like I, everything that I kind of put together here that gives me what I need to, you know, unwind and, and kind of, you know, keep a good mental, mental health space and stuff like that has been encroached upon. And it was really pissing me the fuck off. And so like now I'm, I'm a month out from having my shop finished and power run to it. And I'll be completely relocated out there and, I have my space back and that's like a, a weight off my shoulders. Like I can feel, I can feel the end coming where I can get yeah. back to the things that, that give me the mental and emotional wellness that I need. And, and a lot of guys don't get that no. and they'll never get that. And they'll never no. demand it because they want this egalitarian thing where we're all equal and, you know, we do everything together and we split it all down the middle 50, 50 and blah, blah. And that that's not the way this thing is. That's not how it's supposed to fucking work. Well, just as long as she gives me the corner of the garage where I can hang up my, you know, favorite sports team or like favorite band poster and just a little nook of the house to be my man cave. Like that's the compromise we made. He, he, he. I'm like, I can't, I can't live like that. And God love all the men that are able to like keep a level sense about them. I, I don't know. I, I can't shit on that because that's not my situation. As you can tell by all the gaudy fucking shit behind me, there's not a woman that's ever stepped foot in this room to do any design tips or any of that. No, no, this is all fucking me. I got my own fucking space. I'm right there with you. If, if, Anytime my shit gets, even when my friends come to visit me from out of town, I tell them straight up, I'm like, three day rule. Anything more than three days, you're uh, you're in my way. And those are people I want to be around and actually enjoy, you know, hanging out with. I'm like, no, no, no. If you come down Friday, you're out Sunday night. <clears throat> That's just how it has to be. Otherwise, I'm sick of you by Monday. I need my space. We got phones and technology. We can still keep up all that shit. If you're going to come and visit me, hey, how about this? For two days, go check out a cabin up in the mountains and really relax. And then you can come back like on Tuesday before your flight leaves on Thursday. But uh, and that's just me and the boys. I'm like, no, (laughs) I need I need my own fucking space to decompress. And I think every man needs that because. I don't know how people do it living in apartments, especially like in cities like New York and places like that, where you have 400 square feet, like the level of insanity. I'm surprised is not just even more so permeating its way through every facet of daily life to where it's like unavoidably like you're, you're having to drive around 
bodies of people who have just off themselves because I don't think we were ever meant to live like this. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, we, we have our, our old house was relatively small and we have a metric fuck ton of kids. We still had like, we still had our own space. Like we weren't, we weren't on top of each other, uh, especially like Stephanie and I, we, we had our time that we spent together uh, where we would like, you know, watch, uh, watch shows together, eat together, stuff like that. And then we had our own time where like, like tonight, like she's watching her shows and I'm talking to you. Like we mm-hmm. have our, we have our things that we do independently. And a lot of that is getting lost in modern society and in modern relationships which i mean i guess this is just us being or you know we're going back to being uh being uh misogynist because we're we're trying to maintain the status quo of how things used to be in these relationships when you look deep into many mra circles you find that they don't care about men's rights they want to maintain the status quo where men sit comfortably at the top of the social hierarchy well, immediately right there, that's contradictory to the entire article because she's claiming men have all the control and all the power and they're the ones running the show. But she says throughout here, like, men have legitimate gripes. Well, if I'm running the show and I'm the one that sits atop the hierarchy, what do I have to complain about then? If that's what I'm to believe is like the quintessential... I've made it or, you know, level of accomplishment. I think that that woman who wrote that has no fucking idea. A, what it's like to be a man, what a man wants, nor do, is she able to see that the, all of the complaints that are coming from these groups are expressing exactly how much it's not that way. She is missing how much the hierarchy has actually shifted in the yeah. last five to 10 years. And I mean, it's, it started before that, but that's when you've really seen it shift. And especially in the last three years. Uh, so that, that kind of brings up uh, an article that I talked about in, in a daily today where uh, just 6% of new S and P jobs went to white applicants in the wake of George Floyd uh, and everything else that happened in, in 2020. And um, like the thing that was really art, uh, they really that was really interesting about this article is uh, of the like of the S and P one hundred, like these big companies that are hiring like you know upper level management and stuff like that, like people who are getting the the good jobs. Ninety four percent of those went to blacks. Hispanics and Asians. Mm-hmm. And then the other 6% went to white candidates. And of the white candidates, the majority of those are white women. The white male has been cornered out of success effectively. Like you are coming into pretty much any job interview, if you're trying for a significant position at a large company, especially some like publicly traded company, someone that uh, may have some reliance on uh, the federal reserve or the central banking system, 
uh, you are at a significant disadvantage just because you do not check any of the diversity boxes. You are mm. considered the least diverse of all. So now you're you're coming in way behind, and which is why uh, white males of the of all of the hiring for these big corporations in the like top, you know, the better positions, white males account for two to three percent of all hiring that's happened in the last three years. You yeah. can't tell me that, especially when you look at stuff like um, we talked about this thing with the like tech, the tech spaces and stuff. And, and like they have these, um, these big events that are specifically for women because they're trying to like push women into the tech space and make women be more of a thing, even though statistically in every measurable category men outperform women by leaps and bounds in all of that stuff they're trying to push more women into this space and so so now you've got like these women exclusive conferences and men are starting to take those over like where top firms like top tech companies are interviewing and hiring and stuff like that and and it's cornering men out of the market. Like you don't even have an opportunity to talk to these people because they're going to fill all of their roles at these women's only events and you'll never get a sniff at it. So men are, men are registering as non-binary mm-hmm. and then going to and attending these events and like taking them, taking them over effectively. Like they are, uh, there was one from like over the weekend or something that it was almost a majority males at this at this conference, like they just put on their applications that they're non-binary and show up anyway. Like we're, we are being cornered out of the potential for success. Like we don't even, we don't even get to put our foot in the door. Like the door is not going to be open to you. So there's like, you know, this trying to maintain the status quo. No, we're not trying to maintain the status quo. We just want to be given a fair fucking shot. It's one may think that uh, you could look at that and say, yeah, they're they're actively trying to make white men fail because our success can only be judged when uh, the white man is down. And this isn't to go super racial realist or any of that stuff, but it's just ironic to me that that is still how you're going to gauge your success is based on all these things we had to do to suppress competition uh, to let the people who are actually interested in pursuing these fields be the ones that fulfill them. And if they're correct in their assessment that, you know, well, white men are the one racist white men are the ones who built the society or, you know, built this system. Well, that's cool. We'll just build another one. Like you can try to shut us out of this system. We'll just, if we are who you think we are, we'll just create a different one that we'll be on the top of because some things are just natural. Men are builders and those who don't build follow. And so you can manipulate all of these things to try to hack reality, biology, natural hierarchies. I don't know the natural order, but that can only be done temporarily until water reaches its level again. So challenge accepted is what I'm saying. But it's 
it goes back to this is what you're willing to do to try to achieve the perceived level of success that you think others have. And if there's any of the people that you're actively shitting on and taking from and suppressing, if they have anything to say about it, well, you guys just want to make it about yourselves all of a sudden. And it's like, all right, I don't even know why I'm trying to tap back into this fucked up project. I'll just go do my own shit. And like you said, if you go do your own shit and it looks like you're having a good time over there doing that, then they'll just want to come over and interject themselves into what you've built again. And this well, is and, the natural order of things. This is what we must deal with. And speaking of that, of the uh, making it about themselves, that's, that brings us to the next point of the article. Others still have it worse. Men, although men face many societal problems, they refuse to admit that others have it worse. This, see, this is always like, this is the most feminine fucking <laughs> argument uh-oh. She's trying to make she's trying to make it about herself again. <laughs> right. She's making it about herself while or at the very least she's diminishing men. And like I don't think I don't think there's any man who is making the argument that uh, you know what we've been talking about this whole time that the the men's right movement has valid gripes and and is you know there are things that have happened that definitely corner men out of a lot of markets in a lot of ways societally these days. Like nobody's saying that there aren't people that have it worse again. Like, yes, we all know that just like when we're bringing you solutions to your problems, we're not diminishing your bitch about the problem. We are trying to give you a solution. Just like whenever, you know, you talk about the women being abused Men are also abused. We're not diminishing the fact that women are, are abused. We're saying, look, it's also happening here. We're not saying that others don't have it worse. We're saying these are the realistic things that are happening. And you don't acknowledge that they're even happening. Like you you deny that you deny that we have valid claims to what has happened societally in us being you know pushed out in a way they are saying toughen up buttercup which i can respect they're just doing it incorrectly and that mindset of well because other people have it worse you have no grounds for an argument is the equivalent of and this is this would be funny to ask a woman who especially is in a certain age range that has that like that uh that biological clock ticking and that hormonal urge to have children and say, no, 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 sorry, sweetheart. We can't we can't start a family and you can't have kids because Becky down the street had two miscarriages the last five years. And because she has it worse than us, I don't think now's a good time for us to have kids when she can't have them. Yeah, tell a hormonal woman who's ready to start kicking out some babies that shit and see how much she gives a fuck about that woman's plight. I guarantee you it will be next to nil. Right. It's... it's... That it kind of uh, making this well, other people have it worse argument ignores the the very nature of humanity. Like, okay, other people have it worse; they're not me. Like, it's you have to look out for number one first because nobody else is going to. Yeah. And 
And once we have the opportunity to take care of ourselves, then we can try to help the people who do, who do have it worse. But by denying, like, by denying our claim because other people have it worse, doesn't that doesn't help anybody? And you're just something you're just else off bad happened. Own. Something right. else bad happened that way. That and that's why we can't address anything you got going on. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, then everybody's got a sob story, and I guess nobody's doing anything now. But fortunately, they do actually, in the article, address hmm. uh, the claims. Many MRA complaints are justified. The MRAs are justified in many of their grievances. Men are losing ground in education and personal finance. They're at risk for homelessness, addiction, and taking drastic measures to end their suffering. Um, yeah, yeah the, the male suicide numbers are uh, pretty fucking staggering. It's been, it's been a couple years. I projected that suicide rates were going to get really bad after they started all the lockdowns and stuff in 2020. And I stopped looking at numbers because I didn't want to know how bad it got. Like mm -hmm. I know that it did. And I, that's, that's one of those things that it's like, I don't like to be right. And I know that I was right. And I mm -hmm. don't want to know how right I was. Cause I feel like that, that would just be like, like a a massive shot to the gut like holy fuck i don't think i want to know how bad this got especially for especially for young males in the like you know teen early teens to mid 20 to late 20s like that's i honestly think i honestly think those numbers are probably so high that they at at a certain point that uh they would be more than willing to say hey we got it super wrong about the whole and uh, that's actually killing a lot of people, even if it's not because people are giving themselves the jab up here with, you know, a slug. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you look at if you just start looking into excess deaths over the last three years, it's astronomical and it all it can't all be a medical procedure. Like as much as we have railed against it when it needed to be railed against. um, yeah, that's doing its own damage, but I, I think it's I think it's a lot worse than just that. And all you got to do is just start looking around. If anybody has a sense of community and you keep up with people within your, you know, your circle of friends and you're engaged in their at least monthly life, if not daily life, you've heard a lot about, hell yeah, so-and-so passed away. Uh, we got another, you know, Tammy lost her son. You know, that kind of... You've been hearing, I've been hearing so much of that, that uh, it's just, it's, it's almost, I won't say it's commonplace, but it's far too common. I, I, <clears throat> I have a conversation about somebody passing that we knew from either from our community that was close to our age or somebody that we actually like went to school with, played ball with, like hung out with, um, like with my brother from, from where I'm from back home, at least once every other month, somebody mm -hmm. either died in a car wreck, had a heart attack or something, uh, cancer relapse of cancer, uh, like car wrecks, like, uh, you know, just non-natural killed themselves for 
Yeah. Like just out of the blue, like it happens way too often. And we are having these conversations way too often for neither of us are 40 yet. And we're talking about like people that we've known for all our lives dying for various reasons that this frequently and, and it's always men. It's always men our age. And I can't remember the last time a, a female friend of mine from high school died. (laughs) I, I think it's like for me, just me personally, anecdotally, it's like one to seven ratio. Cause I do know one female that took her own life and she was severely fucked up and depressed and was blackout drunk and i think did something that in any other circumstance she would have never done but that's the that's the only one that is literally the only one i know of in my entire life and i could easily off the top of my head name seven people and if i sat down and actually thought about it like holy shit yeah 1998 i could probably think of more but just one to seven off the top of my head is about the ratio of female to male that that i know in my own life yeah it's 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 nuts and and that you know that affects the rest of us and that's where we need these like strong we need strong male relationships because you know when i I remember when my cousin died in uh in a car wreck back in uh it was in 2000 early 2008 it was actually uh it was valentine's day um had a wreck and died and at the time i was living alone and i didn't have friends uh, all of my, you know, all of my friends were back in college mm-hmm. still and seven hours away. And I had just started a new career living in an apartment by myself. My, my marriage at the time, uh, was very fresh and not working out the way I'd hoped it would. Uh, like, you know, life was kind of kicking me in the balls pretty thoroughly. And then on top of that, my, my cousin dies in a wreck and, fuck, I went into about uh, two months of, uh, I don't really remember much of the two months because it was just a blur of go to work, come home, get shit-faced, and then uh, pass out for long enough to roll out of bed and go to work again so I could come back home and get shit-faced again. And, like, when we don't have strong community, we don't... I, I wish... I wish I was chronically online and had people like you and Mark <laughs> and all the morning show guys to, to talk about that shit with every day. And, you know, to, to just kind of deal with that kind of stuff. Like we need strong male, com- we need, we need strong male community. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And that's, that's probably the, the number one way that we're, we're about to get into the, uh, we're about to get into the solutions that they, they present for this. Um, you know, but again, like they, you know, they talk about, we do have legitimate, legitimate gripes in these areas. And also, you know, there are many industries, childcare, nursing, teaching, stuff like that, where, um, there are major societal limits to, uh, men's ability and opportunity to get into different fields. And then now even in the, fields that had been traditionally traditionally more male dominated now they're using different methods to to choke men out of that and you know for the for the sake of diversity equity and inclusion we we need to get men out of these positions and put more women in it and i mean it's 
they're they're creating this situation and they're driving our uh, the decline of mental health by by uh, omit, omitting men from being even being able to participate. Like, yeah, and that's that's, that's I mean, we've said I've said it multiple times through this. Like, that's the gripe is we don't want to be on top. We don't want to run everything. We just want to be given an equal shot at having the opportunity. Like, if I'm better than every fucking body else, which I guarantee you I am, I should have the opportunity to show that. But if you don't even let me come show that, hey, that's we don't. We just want it to be. All we're saying is, and all we're saying is, don't actively try to prevent me from going after my goals. Right. That's that. I think that is it, because I deal with it. Uh, I, I'm in uh, an industry that is heavily male dominated, and we work in, at times, uh, well, it's all con contract work. But over the past, it's definitely within the last three years. But over the past three to five years, for sure, I'm seeing, you know. Uh, What's the word? Specifications that must be met pre-contract and the pre-contractual uh, agreement to even qualify for, you know, going through the process to obtain a contract where a certain amount of your company has to be made up by females. A certain number of your leadership committee needs to be comprised of fill in the blank of whatever's important for those six months of, you know, you know, we, we we gotta highlight and try to emphasize that we're being inclusive and diverse. And the company I work for is big enough to where luckily we employ enough employees that we can pretty much check off any of those checklists today. Six years from now, I have no idea. Um, but it's super odd because I'm like the genitalia or skin color of people that make up our company have nothing to do with the product service or end result of the thing that I am trying to, we're trying to mutually breach an agreement to where you pay me money and I give you something of value, hopefully. And if we do our job correctly, we get to keep a little chunk of that for us to then build future prosperous opportunities for the people that are entering the workforce down the road. But that's not good enough anymore. You have to, fit into these new uh just made up bullshit it's, rubrics of measurement that don't mean a fucking thing to why you are doing the thing you're doing to begin it's with. why they abandoned equality in favor of equity because we reached equality a long time ago everybody has the same opportunity to do all of these things and the better candidates were continuing to win out and they called it white supremacy and misogyny mm -hmm. because the better candidates continued to win out. Yep. And so it needed, so instead of it being equal, it needed to be equitable. You couldn't just allow the game to be played and the winner to win. You needed to make sure that the right people won the right amount of the time so that everybody was getting a fair share of the pot. And that's that is why we are seeing such a decline in 
productivity across literally every sector. I mean, mm-hmm. everything has gotten worse. If objectively everything has gotten worse. If you look at the quality of stuff, if you look at the way companies are being run, like everything has gotten worse because instead of choosing the best person for the job, regardless of what that person looked like, you have to choose the right person for the job based on all of these other metrics that have nothing to fucking do with what you, you actually do. And, and that's, you know, I mean, that's the premise of the men's right movement is it's the same as the it's the same as the civil rights movement. It's the same as the the women's rights movement. Like they wanted to have an equal opportunity Mm -hmm. and they got it. And after they got it now, men lost that equal opportunity. We just want that back. Like we, you know, let's go back to where we were. And that's 20, being nice years ago. And that's being nice about it because what will naturally happen as a reaction to things like this are people will see that and go, well, then there you go. It's the equality of opportunity. The people who push for equality of opportunity are naturally going to lead to equality of outcome. Therefore, fuck equality of opportunity. Hell yeah, it's time to do some suppression. Let's get a little tyrannical up in here because. We haven't done that in a while. And if you're going to call me a whatever, then I'm going to be that whatever, because that's the only way that I can think my way out of this box. You've put me in. And it's like, yeah, don't limit yourself that much. Like if we are who they say we are, we're far too creative to. There's, there's a numerous number of opportunities out there to overcome the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And it might be three tiered or five tiered. I don't know if we need to just immediately because then you can be directed too easily right into your own personal cell. And so I hear that argument being made. And as fun as it is to go, yeah, 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 you know, fire, fire, yeah. Um, it's also like, all right, but that's also just as dumb and not practical. Like, I don't know, maybe some problem solving. Let's give that a test. Like, are we just giving up and saying, fuck it it's time for guillotines like as much as that is a fun thing to to do meme and speak form um i i still think that we've we've got this that that we'll be fine it's just gonna all right fine we'll have to work harder to get just back to where we were a few years ago but if there's anybody that's willing to do it it's the people that you're trying to cut out of the system entirely it's the ones that you give all the credit for all the bad things about the system where like they've always said don't tear something down if you don't know why it's there you're about to fucking find out well and that kind of takes us to the solutions presented for the article which like the the first one that they say is to stop attacking feminism well if feminism wasn't always attacking us like maybe we wouldn't have to do that like is there has there been progressively more of an offensive tilt against feminism over the last couple years sure mm-hmm. uh is it warranted and justified mm-hmm. sure like because of because of what you've seen with the way feminism has become so insanely radicalized like even and if done well is it funny you're fucking right it is it yes. can be hilarious yes there is that too but like even my 18 year old stepdaughter looks at some of the like 
the way that feminism does things this, these days as she's like that's not right that's like that's not what feminism is supposed to be that's taking it way too far like when a fucking 18 year old girl can who listens to a shit ton of taylor swifts can look at the things that feminism is doing and say that's not right that's gone too far like maybe it's time for you to like maybe you're the problem right like maybe you need to look in the mirror maybe it's yeah. not because men are attacking feminism uh, to try to get some some equality back in the system. Maybe it's because feminism has gone so fucking far that it deserves to be attacked. Yeah, well, maybe it's because there's too many females in the boardroom. Maybe you need a male influence in there. I don't know, redirecting this, uh, if I can quote Dave Smith, a suicide mission. <laughs> but then, like, so then the next solution that they present after uh, needing to stop attacking feminism all the time is that men don't do anything to change the, the problem that the, the MRAs only complain about it. They don't, they don't actually take any action. Well, oh, I love this. What the fuck action are we supposed to take when you've boxed us out completely? Like, well, again, the irony will not be lost on me. I love this article so much because in the end, all this woman is saying or women, it might have been a, a, a whole gaggle of you know writers. All they're saying without saying it, they're showing you what they want by what they're what is bothering them. They are clearly stating we want men, we want manly, masculine, take charge men, because right now they're just bitching a lot and that's our fucking job. And these men don't even have a plan. They don't even have goals. They're just out here talking their shit. And it's annoying as fuck. And it's like... They're getting a little taste of their own medicine and they're realizing they don't fucking like it. Yeah. They are begging for masculine men to take control. And I will meet you on that battlefield because I agree. I agree as well. And I feel like that's kind of a good wrapping spot because that has been the theme of a lot of these uh, conversations about manliness and masculinity is it is time for dudes to just be fucking dudes and be men, grab life by the balls, and go do shit. Like, Hell yeah. We are, we are meant for action. We are meant to be the problem solvers of society. And society has a lot of problems. And in, and like you said, I mean, if you just read this article, she is begging us, begging us to just step up and start fixing it. So it's time to fucking step up and start fixing it. Challenge accepted, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you got anything going on? Not really. Uh, I think if we did this a couple years ago, this is where I would say that I also have a podcast of my own that I do with two of my buddies called Ignore the Rant, but it is now a defunct podcast. It feels kind of weird. I feel like I drove it off the lot July 4th of 2020, and it is now lost somewhere on the used car lot. Probably still runs. I don't know if you can find it. Give it a spin. But uh, no, no. Outside of what we try to do uh, once a week by talking some football, which is my outlet for talking with dudes and being dudes about football uh no not a whole lot everything uh, everything beyond that is just normal typical wake up go to work 
and uh, try to enjoy the weekend, especially during football season. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And uh, we are glad to have you as a part of the of clock management and the, the fantasy football league and everything else. It's always a lot of fun. Jim, yeah. thank you again for joining me. I always enjoy our conversations. And I will let you get out of here for everybody watching and listening. Be sure to tune in for the next episode, which will be on uh, Wednesday of next week. I'm still trying to decide what I'm going to talk about. I've got several different ones queued up. I, I've kind of narrowed it down to two, and whichever one it is, it's going to be fucking good. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have a pretty decent rant myself that should not be, should not be ignored. Oh, yeah. uh, and with that, we will leave you. Have a good one, everybody. Before you go, make sure you check out our great sponsor, Agorist Acres. Now, agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need. It's free shipping on any order of $20 or more. They've got cool packaging, and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial, no paper envelopes. They accept U.S. dollars and crypto and can easily take either at checkout. Now, be sure to head over to agoristacres.com, and anything that you get... Use the promo code FCT at checkout for 10% off your order. I say all the time that you need to be starting your own garden. You need to be growing your own food. You need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They have got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product, highly recommend. So go check them out.